0: Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us here in beautiful Langley, British Columbia at the Church in the Valley. Our special guest is Craig Cleveland.
1: Whenever we think of Craig, we think of music. God has blessed Craig with the gift of being able to play, write, orchestrate, and conduct music. Craig, we are really looking forward to spending time with you today. Welcome to It Is Written Canada.
2: It's my pleasure to be here.
0: So, Craig, tell us about yourself and how you became interested in music.
2: Well, it's kind of like, where do you begin? But I guess my first recollections of music are just my dad playing lots of music. And, you know, every Sabbath morning or whenever he had the stereo going, it was music, music, and usually violin music, which was interesting to me because in high school he'd play the trumpet or kind of played the trumpet. So, um, yeah, then I think Dad got pretty intentional about it, started taking me to concerts, and I always liked the ones with the violins. And So um, I have my parents to thank for that. My mother plays the piano beautifully, and she would sing. And Dad's a pastor, so she would sing in church, and that's kind of where it began.
0: So what, what did your parents do?
2: Well, oh, my dad's a pastor, and my mom's a nurse. And she always dreamed of being a missionary nurse. And going off far, far away and marrying a pastor so she married the pastor and then we were pastoring in in North America and then finally dad got a call to Brazil and that didn't work out and then he got a call to Africa and to Africa we went so it was pretty exciting and at that point um, I had a violin and it went with me but that's that's a different story Tell us about
0: the violin okay. where did that come from okay
2: so yeah, we were we were living in New Hampshire at, for a few years of my life and dad was taking me to these concerts and one time we went to a string quartet concert and I just remember we had a really close seat right up at the front and and I just loved it. You know, it was so awesome. Just great music and we're driving home and I said to my dad, I said, you know, I, I really think I'd like to play the violin. Dad's like, okay, I'll buy you one. And I remember that kind of shocked me because it's like, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and... You know, buy me a violin. That was a big deal, so um, Dad was pretty resourceful and got looking around and calling around. And he actually called a music guild rummage sale, and they said, well, "We really don't sell instruments, but oh, there is, there is one violin here, and it'll be up in the auction." So he's like, "Okay, I'm going to come and see it." So he grabbed a friend that was musical, played violin, and took me and this friend, and we went down and looked at it. And the friend's like, "Yeah, it seems like a pretty good violin, you know." I mean, so. Um, Dad, put, uh, Dad couldn't be at the auction, so he put in a sealed bid for $101 in an envelope and, and asked them if they'd bid for him. And they said, well, I really don't, but, well, sure, I could do that. Why not? And, and um, they called us uh, the night after the auction and said, hey, come and get your violin. $101. $101.
0: So tell us about that violin.
2: Well, I played it for many, 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 many years, mm-hmm. and um, it's a German-made copy of an Italian and um, ultimately when my wife and I had four children and they started playing violin too you know it's a long way down the story but um, my oldest son needed a great violin and he became concertmaster of an orchestra and so I let him use that violin and at some point it was appraised around you know five to ten thousand dollars and the bow the bow that came with it is appraised for you know two or three thousand dollars so it was a very well spent 101 dollars.
1: Wow that's amazing. So Craig tell us how you passed this passion for music onto your children.
2: Well yeah I mean I was leading an orchestra and music was my whole life and teaching singers and all that kind of thing so in one way it was just by osmosis I mean you know I mean you know the kids went on tour everywhere we went. My wife came along and she plays cello. I play violin. Uh, my wife plays piano, too. And so, I mean, you know, how could you avoid it? But we did really want them to get into it, and I started violin when I was 11. And I know scientifically that if you start violin when you're three or four or five, you can go so much farther with it. So we started all of our kids at the age four on violin. Now, our third son was supposed to play cello. That was kind of our family arrangement, then you get a string quartet, right, or close to it, Um, but the contract cello teacher we had working with the orchestra at that time said, I don't do children, I'm really sorry, I have struggled to do teens, so we were driving home, and our third son said, oh, don't worry, I want to play violin like my brothers anyway, so I'll play violin, so we have four violinists.
0: So, James, when did he get his first violin? Like, how did that happen? He was four years old. Yeah,
2: James was four years old, so, you know, it's... Kind of like that oldest kid syndrome, you know, mom and dad are thinking, okay, how do we make this work, and how do you get the kid to practice, and what's this all going to be like? So, you know, we said, look, you know, you see the orchestra every night, you come down to practice, I mean, or you see, you go on tours with us, you know all about this, but, you know, if you want to be a part of all that fun and games, you know, then, you know, you really should make some money and buy a violin. And I kind of laugh now because I'm thinking, you know, we never even thought of doing that for our second son or our third son or our daughter, you know. And, of course, we didn't have to because James's violin was already paid for. it was just sitting in the closet. But anyway, he did it at four years old. He started baking bread and selling it to the neighbors and making muffins and selling it to the dormitory. And, you know, and pretty soon he had $60 and we bought him an eBay violin. And um, great little violin. It... it made four violinists. (laughs) Wow, so he earned
0: it at the age of four. So I know that you use your passion for music to draw people to Christ, to the gospel, to God, but you also now use it to produce songs that are scripture songs to, to help people to memorize the scriptures. Tell us about that.
2: Well, to me, everything to do with the gospel is about God's Word. God's Word is, well, Read John 1-1, 3 you know, in the beginning it was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and nothing was made without Him. And I believe it's not, and I, I know this is true, we all can see this in Scripture, not only is God, does God have the power to make the world that we're riding on right now, but to recreate a new heart inside you and me. And that's the biggest thing. Because life is not about the here and now. Life is about eternity. Life is about eternity with Jesus. And that's the most exciting thing. And that experience can begin now if we invite Jesus into our hearts. I mean, and this is all simple Christian fundamentals. But what better way to have that recreative, life-giving power, the same power that made the world out of nothing, is what makes a new heart in me every day if I simply invite Jesus into my heart and so all that power is in his word and so if you can combine your passion for music with the word it's to me it's the most exciting thing there is Mm
1: -hmm. so Craig you have a lot of people that have helped you to make this project a reality
2: Mm -hmm. yeah one of them that jumps out at me is is uh, Jody Eulene Patterson and um, when I got the violin I was living in New Hampshire we lived there for five years and um, during that period of time we had a neighbor who was this elder, older lady um, who loved to write scripture songs and I remember once she was visiting in Alabama and she's out on a walk and it was raining and she gets this great inspiration of a melody and so she grabbed a stick and wrote in the, Georgia, in the Alabama clay um, you know wrote out the notes and then came back later when it was done raining and with a notebook and copied it all down. So Jody and I go way back to when I was six years old. She's still alive. She's still just passionate about music. And so over the years, she wrote hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs. And about five years ago, I approached her and said, we have a youth congress coming up and they want the book of James set to music. Could you do it? The whole book of James. The whole book of James. Wow. I mean, never thought about it. I mean, she, she had written, uh, you know, all of 1 Corinthians 13, you know, to music and, uh, you know, some large, you know, Psalm 91 and some of the larger portions, but a whole book, that was a big deal. But she said, well, I'll pray about it. And she called me back a few days later. She said, I think, I think God wants me to do that. So, and that has been on our Scripture Singer app for a long time. It's still there. I love it. Um, it takes about 25 minutes to sing the whole book. And I say that so you understand. When I came back to her a few years later and said, I always call her Eulene, because that's the name I use her. name is Jody Eulene Patterson, but she went by Eulene when I was younger. So I said, Eulene, I know that James is a big project, but I love history. And when we read history, we learn that the Waldensian children could recite the entire Gospel of Matthew, every one of them by the age of four. And if they needed it, in the dark ages, we certainly need it at the end of time. So would you write the entire book of Matthew to music? And she says, oh, I needed a few days to pray about writing James. Let me have a few weeks to think about this one. So so, uh, she finally got back to me. She said, well, I don't, I won't say yes, but I'll say I'll try. And you have to understand, you have to understand that like chapter 26, we've just got the audio track for it done. And it's like 45 minutes long, one chapter. So one chapter from the Gospel of Matthew is almost twice as long as the entire book of James. Anyway, and there's 28 chapters in Matthew. So anyway, it's a work in progress, but praise God she wrote the entire thing. I believe it's it's just phenomenal music. The first seven chapters are on the app. The next five are soon to be on the app. And we have a team this summer recording more and more of the audio for it. And uh, we hope in a year or two to have it done. But I say a year or two, and that may sound like a long time, but it's a, it's a massive project.
0: Craig, you already referred to John chapter one, very yes. important chapter, in the beginning was the word. And so why don't we just listen to that song right now, one that you produced, and, uh, and listen to the guys singing that song.
2: Be great. In the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the, the Word, Word was God, the Word, was, Word was, God. God was God, the same Ooh. was in.
1: there was such a powerful song and such an easy way to learn and to memorize Scripture.
2: Yeah, well, that's why our tagline is all you got to do is listen. And it's true. I mean, if people will just open the app and listen to it while they drive to work or while they're jogging or while they're doing laundry or while you're eating dinner or anytime you got downtime, just turn it on. And there's easy playlists. I mean, you so you can you know, set it up to learn whatever you wanna learn. Oh, here's all the ones I wanna learn, or there's different topics, I wanna to learn this topic, or that topic, or this interests me, or that interests me, that it's set up so you can just get it to play that to you all the time. All you've gotta do is listen, and pretty soon, you've got God's word memorized. Yes. It really is that, so you can sing along too, that's great too, you can read along too. That, that doesn't hurt, and we're not against that, but I'm just saying, we've realized that a lot of people have busy lives like I do, and, and I mean, I don't have time to sit on the couch And watch it or maybe in worship we'll sing with our kids or whatever but most of my time for scripture singers when I'm driving and so I can't look at it or do anything but hear it and yet it's easy it does go in yes and and
0: it works very much for myself Um, Renee and I would go downstairs and you know where we have a place where we can exercise and we do that in the morning first thing and we just play scripture singer and uh, wow. That's that's the thing for me. And it, it just, you know, I hear God's Word. Amen. So what is the mission of Scripture Singer?
2: Our mission is to take God's Word and just make it personal, really personal. I mean, why did the Waldensians teach their children by the age of four to, to have by, in memory the entire Gospel of Matthew? It's because they knew they would need it. And we need it too. And I, mean, I think of I think of your ministry. It is written. I mean, where does that come from? Those are the words of Jesus to Satan in the temptation. And what was he quoting? It is written the Bible. And so the Bible. I mean, we're told that that God's word is so powerful. It's it's God speaking to us as if we could listen to His voice. And so when we believe that and we know that, then why not take Bible study as far as we can? Let's put it right in our minds so that we don't even have to open the pages. We have it there, and. And that's because every single verse and every chapter of the Bible is a revelation of Jesus. And Jesus is our Savior. And Jesus is our inspiration. And Jesus gives us that life power. I mean the Bible says that the, we're washed by the Word. You know, we're, doctrine comes from the Word. All good things come from the Word. The creative power to make me new. On and on. We keep, I don't want to re-say everything I've already said, but if, if the Word of God is that good, and it is, then why not get it as close to us as possible so it's always there, always available. No one can ever take it away. They can put you in prison or they can do anything to you, as history tells us. But if you have God's Word stored in your mind, you have that life-giving power right there. Why not?
1: And it's almost like you're having a two-way conversation with God, Amen. not just you speaking to Him, but He's actually speaking to you yes. through His Word, and That's so it right. makes it so personal. Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: And all Scripture is profitable, right? right. For doctrine, for reproof, yeah, for correction, for teaching and righteousness. Mm-hmm. All Scripture.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, that one Scripture you just mentioned, I, um, I was at work one time. And I do all kinds of things for work these days, and I was actually doing drywall, and I was thinking, you know, this is just like really boring. And um, and I was working all alone, and if you know me, I hate to be alone, but anyway. And I actually just said, Lord, you know, why? What am I doing this for, you know? And I immediately God impressed me. Well, what about scripture? I'm like, oh yes, I need a, I need a melody for this. So I'm like, Lord, if you can do something for me today, I really need it. And I'm drywall sanding away, you know. Give me a melody for that all scripture is given by inspiration. And he did. And so God is good. And that's the thing. It's, when you talk about a scripture singing, you have to recognize there's miracle after miracle after miracle. And it's not just me. There are volunteers all over that make this thing happen. And miracle after miracle, whether it's giving money so we can film it or inspiring, you know, giving money so we can pay somebody to sing it or whatever it is. God has opened many, many, many doors. And it's just really exciting.
1: So Craig, can you tell us where this idea of singing scripture came from?
2: Well, for me, I mean, I, the first recollections I ever have of it was Jody Eulene Patterson. I mean, she was our neighbor, I'm six years old, and, and she's writing scripture songs all the time. And she'd come to church or to Vespers and always teaching new songs. So that's where the idea there came. I mean, when I was in my early 30s, you know, that's when I got the idea that, wait a minute, you know, with the advance of technology, cassettes are outdated, you know, forget that. That's the only place that her music was. We need it on an app. You know, forget CDs, let's go right to the app. You have the app, then it's free to everybody, and so that was, and I took that idea to the youth orchestra in Canada where I was working at that point, and uh, said to the kids, hey, I know you guys are all talented, and if there's anybody that can do media stuff, it's gonna be you guys and your generation. Is there anybody that could make an app? And um, I said, if you think so, come and see me. And afterwards, a young fellow by the name of Matthew Deedle came forward and said, you know, I've never done anything like this before, but I do like computers, so I'd, I'd like to give it a try. And I'll tell you something. We have paid a lot of money to a lot of developers in the years that have followed since that very early beginning. But Matthew Deedle's app went to Apple and was never ever rejected. And Matthew Deedle's app worked really, really well. So God blessed a 16-year-old with the gifts he'd never had before to do it. So it's, it's exciting to partner with God and, and do something like this because you have to. You can't do it by yourself. Only God can inspire people to give and do all these things or give the maladies or whatever it is or to give the ability to write the app. But that's part of the exciting part is that you see God leading.
0: And it's not just you. It is much bigger there's so many people involved and so right. let's listen to another song where we can see some young people singing again right. a scripture song the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear
2: The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be
1: When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me, they stopped.
2: trouble he shall hide me shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret
1: of his tabernacle
2: shall he
1: hide me he shall
2: set me up upon a rock he shall hide me he shall hide
0: I love listening to scripture, and it really does speak to my heart. So how has it spoken to you personally, Craig, when you listen to these songs? I mean, you produce them, but I know you also listen to them. How have they benefited you?
2: Well, it really is a blessing. Really is a blessing to be involved because, you know, every single song that's come through, I've had the privilege of editing it or listening to it or proofing it or one, you know, and, and but honestly, it is such a blessing. Um, I just went through Matthew 8. You know, so many truths are just leaping out at you. And I know even the young people involved, you know, they're singing it or playing the piano for it or filming it. And they say, you know, we, it's changing, it's just powerful. And I know for me personally, if I ever get discouraged, I've just always found that if I just go and turn on the app and let it start playing, there's power, there's power, and it's God speaking, and God always speaks peace, and He speaks hope, and He speaks joy, and it's that simple, it's that simple. So, I just praise God for scripture singer, and I know for me personally, too, when it comes to, you know, if you're talking with people, and I work with people of all walks of life, many non-Christians, and yet, you know, you get talking about things that are spiritual, or they ask you, you know, why you're a Christian or whatever. I find personally it's the verses that I've memorized that come to mind. And again, that's it's just logical. Like that's why Scripture Singer exists, to put it in our minds. So it's right there. You know, if someone asks you a question, you're not gonna say, Oh, I got a book in my car just a minute, and you're gonna get your Bible. No. You, you're gonna say, hey didn't you know that it says this in the Bible, or this or that, and, and for me personally, it's been the book of James. I really love the book of James, having memorized all of that as a family together, and you know, it's, the book of James is just a succinct picture of the whole gospel, and so just about everything you need can be found in the book of James, and since we as a family memorized the whole thing, that was a real blessing. And I know even you know, just a practical tip too as a family, you, know, you wanna have family worship, and we did a lot of traveling, a lot of times we would have worship in the dark driving and we just sing the book of James and so it's it's just it's so handy and then you stop you get done with the whole thing 25 minutes later and you say all right what did we learn you know and and the kids are talking oh this that or whatever you know it's and and it's all there it's all there how to treat other people um, what to deal with pride um, giving offerings and where does everything good come from what's from God you know it's all in the book of James but um, whatever passage you want to memorize it's just once you've got it right there in your mind it's such a blessing i did have a friend at work who came to me and said you know i i've left the faith of my childhood and i i know that's not the answer but i i would like to know how can i get from here to heaven and avoid hell and um, so i said well the bible's the answer the bible's the answer and then you know, we work together every day and a few weeks later he's, he realized I am involved with Scripture Singer and it's my passion and I spend all my free time doing it and, and so he's like, Well, hey, I need the app. You know, you, you said the Bible's the answer, so I, I should be listening to Scripture Singer while I drive to work. And I said, Yes, you should. You know, that'd be great. So, what a blessing, you know. And, and, but again, it's not just that it's God's Word, but music. I mean, Jesus sang the Scriptures. David sang the scriptures, the Israelites sang, so this is this is biblical.
0: It's so much easier to store up God's word in your heart. Amen. Right? When you're listening to it as a song. Yes. Right? And so there, Jesus, he used it as a weapon Mm -hmm. against temptation in, you know, in the wilderness with Satan. And so he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God.
1: Craig, this has been so much fun, but unfortunately, we have come to the end of our
2: program.
1: I wonder if you could please pray for us.
2: Sure. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your holy word. And thank you for this opportunity to share about Scripture Singer. And Lord, I just pray that others can be inspired to sing and memorize your holy word. And Lord, may it bless them. We thank you and we pray all these things in Jesus' precious name.
0: Amen. Amen. Craig, you've really blessed us, and thank you for sharing with us about Scripture Singer and also sharing your own story.
2: It's been my pleasure.
1: Friends, as Craig shared with us today, the Word of God is the source of wisdom and truth that we can always count on. So we want to help you understand God's Word, the Bible, for yourself even better. Our free offer for you today is a set of Bible study guides.
0: Whether you want to learn the major teachings of God's Word or Bible prophecy, these guides can assist you in your journey towards an intimate connection with God. We want you to experience the truth that is found in the words of Jesus when He said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca. Or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the Videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.